Hey, what's up, guys? This is John Ryan Kane, too, and this is Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. What's up, guys? God bless you, and welcome to another episode of Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. I am your host, John Ryan Cantu. Super excited to be here with you. Um, I'm recording this Sunday night at 9 p.m. to go out tomorrow. I know I am procrastinating. I had, um, I mean, really, it, it's been a it's been a busy summer, and I haven't had much time to really. Um, record the the podcast because normally at the beginning what I was doing was I was I was pre-recording the podcast I would do like three in in one week um, to have those you know lined up ready to go um, but over the past several weeks I, I you know I, I was out of town one week and uh, it was just a bunch of stuff you know happening and and uh, you know my life uh, work life church uh, I mean just busy busy but I I always want to try to uh, make sure that by Monday morning when you're awake there is a leading podcast ready for you so I've actually been wanting to do this podcast for a while now um it's it's gonna be the first of its kind in in, in that I won't be having a guest today I'm gonna be doing this podcast solo it's long overdue I wanted to do it back at around episode 10 uh, but just never set the time to do it, it's it's more work uh, not having a guest who can pretty much do all the talking the majority of the time while I kind of just sit back and listen and ask the questions and learn and, you know, drink coffee, of course, and, you know, occasionally put some input here and there. It's it's much more work to actually prepare good content. At least I hope this is good content uh, on a solo podcast. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Um, but I've got... I've got some interviews lined up with some incredible guests, great leaders. Um, Doug Stringer, he's going to be on next week's podcast. He is the founder of Somebody Cares, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a global uh, nonprofit. It's an organization that he's had for um, several years now. I'm going to be interviewing him. I'm also going to be interviewing uh, Chalio Martinez, from uh, the Valley, or McAllen, one of the always, I guess they're like the same thing, um, um, right, right, right there by the border of, of uh, between Texas and Mexico. He's a a pastor there of a Vital Church, um, and um, he's a he's a great he's a great uh, leader, great speaker, and uh, he's uh, been a blessing to my life in the past. And so I'm going to be interviewing him um, as well this week. So we've got some good shows planned. I'm also going to be bringing back uh, Joel as a, as a co-host. We're going to do another fun episode like we did uh, a few weeks back. So there's a lot to, to look forward to. I obviously want to uh, direct you to the um, to the podcast ratings and reviews. Sorry, guys, it's late. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a hard time thinking. Uh, but I want to direct you over to iTunes to leave a rating or review. Uh, if you're enjoying the content, if you've been enjoying the content, if there's any particular episode that you've really enjoyed, let us know. I want to know. I want to continue to make uh, the content better and bring in guests that you guys uh, really want to hear from and that are going to be impactful and influential to your life and your leadership life. 
All right. So let me know. Also follow me on uh, Facebook. You can you can follow uh, leading the Christian Leadership Podcast there on Facebook. Like our page, and you'll you'll kind of know what to expect um, when it's going to be coming out. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the topic of today. Today's show is very centralized on one topic: what it takes to be a leader. What does it take to be a leader? I'm curious to know how leaders themselves would answer this question. Maybe I'll um, have to add it as a recurring question on the podcast for my guest. Because um, there's, you know, there's definitely not one thing that makes a leader. And by the way, when, when I say leader, uh, the assumption there is that the leader is an effective one. Okay, um, but I've been thinking about this question lately, and I've been observing effective leadership and obviously listening to effective leaders on the podcast not just mine others as well um, I've, I've also done plenty of self-examination and I've had some rude awakenings in my leadership things that I didn't think I was going to need I found out um, quickly that I really did need to pay attention to and yeah I think the majority of people not everyone, but but many people think that leadership is going to be easier than it actually is. And I, you know, I've been in leadership for maybe I want I don't know ten to fifteen years, many, many years. And as a worship pastor, um, as as a youth pastor, as an executive pastor for the three years before becoming the lead pastor of our church, I've been in leadership for for a while now. But in all those positions, my leadership was always subservient to someone else's leadership. So in those situations, you know, you can you can always fall back on someone else's leadership, right? You can you can always put the blame on on someone else. And it's not, you know, maybe it's not your fault. Maybe if the leadership, if your leadership had been better, maybe that you would have been better. Um, and so you, you kind of think to yourself, if I were in charge, you know, everything would just be peachy. Everything would be great. The organization would be running great. The church would be healthy, it would be thriving, uh, whatever it may be, we kind of psych ourselves out to think that, hey, if, if I was in the position of leader, if I was the man or the woman, um, everything would be great. And, and then you actually get into the pilot seat. And like I said, it's a, it's a rude awakening. It's like, whoa, right? And so the first thing that I think we can say about what it takes to be a leader. And I'm just going to lay out a few here that have really just kind of been on my mind lately. Um, this is definitely not an exhaustive list. It's definitely not everything. But, uh, you know, these are a few items that I think are important to consider. Um, and, and it does definitely take these things to be an effective leader. The first one is humility. Okay. Uh, it, it definitely takes a lot of humility. We kind of touched on this last week on the show uh, with Michael Tucker, we talked about how when we are about to take on a leadership position, we kind of go into it with a little bit of pompousness and uh, arrogance, you know, kind of like what I was saying before. We always kind of go into it thinking that we are going to um, change the world. We immediately start thinking about how we're going to do things differently and more effectively than the previous leader. Right. And how we're going to get rid of some institutions uh, that are no longer relevant and so on and so on and so on. But then you get there. You get to that to that place of leadership. You sit down in, in, in the office and, and, and you are 
you're running an organization. Uh, maybe it's a business. Maybe it's a nonprofit. Maybe it's a church. Whatever it is, you're, you're there. You're finally in the position of leadership. And you find that it's incredibly humbling because you discover that, again, it's not that easy. Because you're not just dealing with policies and institutions. You're dealing with people. And when you deal with people, you have to be sensitive to the people you are leading. It's not just about changing things and changing policies and changing the way that things are done and changing culture. It's, I mean, you are really navigating when you're a leader, you're navigating a large vessel like a, like a ship. I was actually talking to someone uh, this week. Um, I went to go see them and, you know, I, I, I find it necessary to, uh, as a pastor, have a, a pastor of my own because, you know, a lot of pastors don't have pastors and they need pastors. They need people who um, maybe have more experience than they do, someone that they can talk to, someone that's kind of a third party, someone that's not there at the church. They can kind of, you know, release some, you know, some maybe frustrations or uh, whatever it may be. Uh, get, get yourself a mentor. You, you need a mentor. Even if you think you know it all, let me tell you, you don't. Get a mentor. And so I went to go see someone and and uh, we talked for a couple hours, and this is kind of how he told it to me. He said, uh, "He said Ryan, navigating uh, a church and and making change and being effective in leadership, it, it's a slow game because it's it's like you are navigating a ship, and it's not like this you know sports car where if uh, you want to make a right turn, you just make the right turn and and you can do it and um and less than you know." two seconds, uh, when, when you're navigating a bigger organization or, or a church and you're navigating a lot of people, it takes some time to, uh, to make the changes that you want to change. Um, and so, you know, that's not what a lot of people going into leadership think. They think, okay, day one, I'm going to start making changes. And again, it's not that easy because you are dealing with people. So as a leader, you must understand the importance of humility. You have to, because let me tell you right now, people are not always going to like your ideas. People are not going to like the things that you suggest, the plans that you have, the, the policies that you want to um, um, instill in your organization. People are not going to like your ideas. And here you thought you had the greatest ideas. Here, thought, here you thought you were going to be making change and, 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 and good change, change that would be good for, for, the, uh, for the entire organization. And then here you have people not liking your ideas. So you have to expect that. People are not going to like your ideas. Not everyone is going to like your ideas. People will also not like you as a leader. And a great quote from Joey Salazar's podcast on uh, episode 14, Four Points of a Healthy Church, uh, says people will like you until you start to lead them. When he said that, I practically jumped out of my chair because I could not agree with him more. And I've seen that in, in my leadership. People will start, people will like you until you start to lead them. So you have to prepare yourself for that. You just have to go into leadership knowing that you might lose some people that you thought you were your friends. You might lose some people that were with you all your life, but the moment you started to lead them and, and, and correct them and uh, doing things a little bit different th than they would perhaps do them, uh, you're going to find that not everyone is going to be your biggest fan. So people are not going to like your ideas and people won't like you. Um, it reminds me also of, of uh, something that T.D. Jakes 
says, he says, not everyone is going to like you. Just like that. Simple. T.D. Jakes, Bishop T.D. Jakes uh, of the Potter's House. I mean, everyone knows T.D. Jakes, and, and some people love him, some people don't, right? And, and, and he realizes that. And so he says, not everyone is going to like you. And believe me, you do not realize how many people aren't your fans until you become a leader. So get some humility and uh, prepare yourself. You, you've, I mean, you've got to have some thick skin for, uh, uh, for leadership. I'm, you know, I'm not naturally inclined to indifference when it comes to people's thoughts and feelings toward me. I, I want people to like me, you know. Um, some, some people could kind of care less of what others think of them. I wish I had a little bit more of that attitude, even though there can be some dangers there uh, as well. But I, I've always kind of wished that I, I had a little bit more of that attitude of just kind of indifference to what people thought and, and, and said about me. I wish I was a little more, um, you know, able to kind of take that and, and not let it bother me. But, you know, truthfully, I, I'm just that's not the way that I am. You know, sometimes things kind of hurt a little bit. And but as leaders, uh, you know, we quickly discover this uh, as a reality. So they have to adapt themselves. And, uh, you know, you have to have a little bit of indifference because you are not going to please everyone. So put down the arrogance and uh, pick up some humility. OK, so that is uh, that's the first one. OK, and uh, number two, and, and these are in no particular order. Uh, and again, nor is this an exhaustive list. I'm simply laying out some characteristics uh, that I believe are needed to be an effective leader. I'm sure you might be able to think of some different ones, and I'm, I'm going to love to hear what you think about uh, that and, and, and what what thoughts you have towards this uh, question. What does it take to be a leader? Um, but number two, confidence. Confidence. And this is interesting, especially after just talking about humility. Um, it kind of seems like they're, you know, sometimes kind of the polar opposites of each other. But just to be clear, a leader needs not to be so confident in his or herself, but rather confident in a team, confident in a system, confident in a vision that he or, or she has set in place. And above all else, confident in the God who put that leader in place. You've got to be confident in your position as a leader. You have to be confident uh, in, in, in your calling by God to be a leader. I'm reminded of one of the greatest leaders that we see in the Old Testament scriptures, Moses. If you remember uh, the calling of Moses into the leading of God's people out of captivity from e Egypt and into the promised land, you remember that Moses was very reluctant at first. He began giving God excuses. Well, I'm no good. You know, I'm not good with my words. I've got this, this speech impediment. Uh, I have this stutter. I'm not very convincing. Um, wh what if they don't listen? Eventually, he even says, God, can't you just find someone else? Because I'm, I'm not the guy for the job. And maybe you feel like that. Maybe you feel like you're not the person for the job. But no, God called you. Moses was not very confident in himself. And so many times, neither are we. But it's a very different picture when we look at Moses' story um, from the beginning to when he actually got into that position of leadership. And he started, you know, listening to God and, and, and leading God's people out of Egypt and into uh, the, the wilderness and in the desert. And uh, he was an effective leader. Why? Because... He's confident now in where he's going because he knows his mission, because he knows that 
that if God did indeed put him in that position, it was for a reason. So if you're in a place of leadership that without a doubt God puts you in, that's all the confidence that you need. You don't need the approval of men because God approved you. What's happened to me in, in the past, and I'm really trying to work on this uh, still in my life, uh, is God will give me a thought. Right. God will give me an idea. He'll give me a vision. He'll he'll give me a dream. And so many times God really just reveals things to me through dreams or he'll give me a burden, whatever it may be. And what happens is I sit on it for a while. I'm, I'm kind of an analytical person, and that applies to the decisions that I'm going to make, especially if it affects a large body of people, because I don't want to make the wrong decision. So I'll have these ideas and I'll pray on them. And I'll think about them for a bit to make sure that it's really God and not an emotion. I've always I always recommend people to never make leadership decisions based out of a moment uh, of emotion, right? Because that might not really last the next day. Really make sure that it's authentic. So I, I I do that, but then after I've thought about it, after I've prayed over it, after I've kind of got that confirmation, I'm I'm still kind of doubting it a little bit. So I'll go a step further. And this is where I really make my mistake. I'll get the opinions of others because I want their feedback. I want to hear what they think about the idea. Feedback is good. There's nothing wrong with that. Hearing from others is good. I mean, that that's why you have teams in place to work together. But there's also kind of a danger in doing this because if it was really God speaking to you, and if you know that God has given you a word or a vision or a burden and you have to check it with other people first. What you what happens is you allow God's original word to become diluted by the thoughts and the opinions of other people. So if God has put vision in you or a burden on you, yes, make sure that it's God first. Don't uh, don't just make irrational decisions again based off of emotion. But if it is God, don't let people talk you down from what God is calling you up to. Have confidence that God speaks to you as a leader, and be aware that even, even when it is God's idea, okay, and this is, this is so important, even when it is God's idea, many will still not like it, and they will blame you for things when they go south, because sometimes we do things. Sometimes we, as leaders, we make decisions that are really hard that at first they don't look like the right decision. Sometimes it, it affects attendance. Um, sometimes it affects people who were on your side and now people are starting to leave because they don't like the decision you made. But sometimes when it's really God, it doesn't always follow immediate success. And so you have to realize that as a leader, even if God put an idea on you and you do it, it's not going to be an overnight success all the time. So be prepared for that, but don't step away from it just because of what other people think. That's just how it's going to be. And again, that's what it takes. Okay, so put some confidence in, in God and the God who puts you in your position of leadership. Okay. All right. Number three. Um, hold on. I'm losing my notes. Okay. Willing to be last. So if you want to be an effective leader, you have to, you have to be willing to be last. There's this book that I read a couple years ago by uh, Simon Sinek called Leaders Eat Last. And, you know, Simon, he speaks a lot to businesses and organizational leaders. So the point of his book was really to say that leaders shouldn't concern themselves so much with the numbers, but rather with the people. 
Concern yourself with the people, and then the numbers will take care of themselves. This applies to all scopes of leadership. Take care of people in your business. It's about serving people. You have a product or a service made for people. That's what most businesses do. Don't forget, though, that the business is also comprised of people. So in trying to take care of your customers, don't forget about the ones who are supposed to take care of those customers. Those are people, right? In your nonprofit, as you're serving the community or a cause, don't forget about those who have joined with you. Those are people. In your church, you are serving God, yes, but you are serving God by serving people. How many times did Jesus speak about caring for the lost, caring for the needy, being there for the orphan, the widow, the poor? It's always about people. So leaders need to recognize that they have to be last. Leaders have to be ready to give of themselves and never expect anything to be given to you as a leader. The great thing is that there will be people who serve with you that many times will want to step up and take responsibility and help you with some of the load. Whenever you know we have an event at our church and uh, we start to kind of clean up a little bit, maybe after a big event, um, there's, there's a mess. There's always a mess, right? So we, we have to kind of come together and uh, clean. And so sometimes I'll, I'll start to clean. Like the other day, actually, someone stopped me. Um, I was, I noticed a uh, trash can was, was full, so I started to take it out, and this gentleman from my church said, Pastor, I got that. Don't worry about that. I got that. And it, it wasn't a big deal. I, I, I took it out anyway. But that's, that's always encouraging when, when someone recognizes the fact that you give a lot, and they're willing to carry some of that weight uh, on their shoulders as well. That's great, right? But if you are going to be a leader, realize that you might not always have that help. You might have to be okay with being last. I feel for youth pastors, man, because kids aren't as mindful as adults are. So after youth service, the youth pastor, will, who probably set the entire thing up to begin with, is the one having to tear things down, you know, uh, put chairs back, tables back, clean up the stage, take up the lights, you know, all that stuff. They're, they're the first ones to arrive, last ones to leave. Expect to be last as a leader. You give to others first, and then many times, receive only the scraps think about think about your mom think about your mom in the kitchen you know, my, my wife comes from a big family and we're all adults now so everyone is pretty much married now, so there's a lot of there's a lot of us when we when we gather and when we go to my mother-in-law's house for dinner she's she's the last one to sit down and eat if there's anything less which there's always usually something left because she cooks like for an army but that's that's what leaders do they serve first they eat last this is why it's very important, just kind of a side note to this one, to find time for yourself, find time for your family, to find time for your spouse. I told my wife the other day that every now and then I, I think it'd be good for us to go to another church just to receive, like on a Sunday morning, excuse ourselves from, uh, from our church as pastors, uh, go somewhere else just, just to receive you know, instead of pouring into others for a Sunday, let's allow ourselves to be poured into. Uh, so, so whatever that may mean for you, maybe it's taking a vacation, maybe it's taking a day to treat yourself, right? Find time to refuel yourself so that you're not giving to people on empty because that can happen. Okay, number four of what it takes to be a leader. A leader must be impactful, not impressive. Seek to impact lives not impress people. 
you know, as leaders, it is very tempting to feel the pressure of looking like you've got your life together. It's it. There's a lot of pressure because you're the leader and because how are you going to lead people if you, your life isn't in order or an aspect of your life isn't in order? Uh, I listen to a lot of impactful and, you know, in, impactful people in, in uh, certain spaces, whether that be, you know, pastors, whether that be uh, preachers or um, real estate kind of gurus, people who have made it because I've, uh, you know, I, I do some real estate investing. And, and so you always want to surround yourselves with people, right, um, that you can learn from. And so they kind of become, at least in, in, in a very niche aspect, a leader. So when you're that person, when you're in that position of leadership, there's a lot of pressure to perform. There's pressure to perform and perform constantly. Uh, but realize that you are human. You are not perfect. You are not perfect. You don't have everything together. And um, most, most of the times, most people are not going to expect you to have everything together. A lot of people are, they're genuinely, uh, they're aware that you are just a human. They are aware and they are understanding of, of imperfections in your lives. They are understanding of weaknesses and areas that, that probably still need strengthening. So cut yourself a little bit of slack. Don't worry about impressing everyone because impressiveness, that doesn't really last very long anyways. Instead, seek to impact, seek to inspire, seek to motivate and call people and challenge people to greater things. People, when they're impressed with you, that might that that might inspire them a little bit, you know, uh, your lifestyle. Maybe you show up in a, you know, maybe you show up in a nice car and you're suited up and you dress well and, and you've got a beautiful family and people look at you and they think, man, that guy's got it together. But what what really did you provide a value to them? Nothing. You just kind of made people jealous for a, a, a moment and. So many times that jealousy is not even uh, rightly warranted because it's kind of fake. It's just kind of a facade. It's just a disguise, um, you know, covering up so much vulnerability and weaknesses and, and, and kind of darkness sometimes. Uh, because, again, we are human who deal with all kinds of stuff. So forget about impressing people. Impact. Impact people, speak into people's lives, speak truth into people's lives, call them into greatness, challenge them, let them let them also know that you aren't perfect because you don't want people to look up to you so much that that when you mess up or when you fall, which inevitably is going to happen, that their faith is shaken. Recently, we were uh, we've been exposed to some of the social media content of uh, some of these authors and you know Christian authors and Christian worship leaders kind of renouncing their their faith or, or announcing at least that they've been struggling with their faith and John Cooper of, of the band Skillet who I've 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 loved the band Skillet for for a long time but he uh, wrote an article basically calling the church to stop holding such high regard for 
for influencers and people that are talented and people that are impressive because impressive does not always equate impact. Uh, so that's that, that's a very true and timely word for the church today. Um, seek people who are going to impact your life, and as a leader, seek to impact people's lives, not to impress them. That is very trivial compared to the impact that you can bring and the value that you can create for someone's life. Okay, number five, and this is going to be the last one that I touch on tonight, um, perseverance. And I, I know perseverance is kind of a cliche. Um, it, it's, it's, everyone says perseverance. What does it take? I, I listened to this other podcast where they have this recurring question at the end um, that says, what, do, what does it take for people? No, 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 I'm butchering it. Uh, it what does it say? I listen to this podcast every single week. How do I not remember, know this question? Uh, what? Uh, goodness gracious. Forget it. Uh, no, no, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. What separates those from those who fail, give up, or never get started? That's it. <laughs> okay, that's it. And the, the guests usually say perseverance. And so I wasted so much time just to tell you that that's a cliche. I know people say perseverance all the time, but I think because we think that it's a cliche, it's also becoming underrated, but you need to know, you have to understand that perseverance is key. It really, it is key to the Christian life. It's key to success. It's also key to leadership because you are going to want to quit. You are going to want to give up. You are going to want to throw in the towel. You are going to want to move away and hide from everyone. And um, Perseverance is really what's going to help you through that. You have to remind yourself that uh, you are not here on accident, that if you are in this position of leadership, it's probably because uh, there's a purpose for you in your life, and it's probably because someone called you to it. And, you know, maybe, maybe... Maybe you don't feel the call in, in your leadership. Maybe you are leading um, a group of people at your office. Maybe you're an office manager. Maybe you, you're a, a, a regional manager some, of some sort, and you're, you happen to be a Christian, and, but you don't really feel like God has called you to that position. Maybe he didn't call you to it, but he allowed you to be there. And so don't, don't underestimate where you are in your life, uh, especially if, if maybe you've tried making other things happen and they didn't always work out to your liking. Maybe God has you in a place for a reason. So, so treat it with respect and treat it, treat it with diligence. Treat it with excellence. Uh, the scriptures say in Colossians that in everything we do, do it as we are doing it unto the, to the Lord, not unto man. So treat whatever position you are in, uh, with with respect and with excellence. So I say that because um, you're going to want to quit and you're going to want to give up. And maybe you're going to convince yourself that, you know, God didn't call me to this. Uh, this was just an opportunity that I took on, um, but it, it, it's, it's not really panning out for me. I, I think it's better if I just quit. And sometimes you have to know when it is necessary to quit. And I know that's very confusing, <laughs> um, and 
but but that's 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 a whole other issue on its own. Sometimes it is necessary to to throw in the towel. Um, but maybe we'll cover that on a, on a different on a different podcast. But if you know that quitting isn't the answer, and if you know that looking back, uh, you know, a couple years from now, that you're probably going to say, man, I, I probably should have stayed. I probably should have kept going. I probably should have tried a little bit harder, stayed in it a little bit longer. Um, then that's probably perseverance knocking at your door and saying, hey, keep on doing it. I know it's hard. I know you want to quit. I know it's frustrating. I know that people are getting to you. I know that the job is getting to you. I know that it is sucking the life out of you. Uh, but just stick with it. Do what you were meant to do. And, you know, as a pastor, I have... I've I've pastored now for a total of four years, and uh, really this this first year as a pastor really just kind of, I mean it it was it was so much more than the previous three years ever gave me as the lead pastor, um, and there's been instances where I was like, dude, did did God really call me to this, you know? And I'm I'm crying I'm kind of like trying to convince myself, well maybe maybe he didn't, you know? Maybe this was just me, but at the end of the day, I know that it wasn't me because I never wanted to be a pastor. I never did. Um, it was a burden that I felt heavy over my life. And, you know, I kind of made the commitment to myself that until that burden is lifted, until that weight is gone from my shoulders, um, this, this is where God has me at. So I have to, I have to recognize that. And when things get hard and when things get frustrated, uh, frustrating, I have to persevere. I have to go through the I have to go through the fire, knowing that it's going to refine me uh, mentally, emotionally, uh, spiritually. Maybe not physically, because when I tend to get stressed, I, I I miss the gym, and I hate that. Some people, when they're stressed, they go to the gym because it's a de-stressor. Not me, man. I I, I eat, uh, but you know, if if you're in that position um, of of leadership and you're kind of on the verge of of quitting or thinking about quitting or maybe thinking about trying something else, just make sure that you've got perseverance on your side. Um, I'm not going to tell you to keep on doing it because I don't know your situation, but make sure that you've got a spirit of perseverance, that uh, you don't give up when things get a little difficult and when things don't go your way, that you, you can keep on going. Um, and I will say this, you don't always have to love the calling. You just have to love God enough to submit to the calling. Uh, the calling, people run from callings. You, you, you read scripture, people run away when they're, when they're called by God. Think about Jonah when he was called uh, to witness to, um, to the city of Nineveh. What did he do? He ran away. He ran away from his calling. People don't like callings. It, it, it scares them. It terrifies them. It makes them uncomfortable. So you don't have to be in love with the calling. You just have to be in love with the God who called you. And if you are, that will be enough for you to persevere, okay? So wherever you are right now in your leadership journey, uh, I pray that you receive more perseverance, that you uh, receive strength when you are weak, hope when you are hopeless, and vision when your vision is blurred, okay? So those were five uh, key aspects that I believe every leader needs uh, to have it those are what it takes to be those are some characteristics of what it takes to be a leader again 
that's not everything. There's probably so much more. And I would love to hear uh, maybe your thoughts on this. Um, so you can you feel free to go to Facebook and and comment uh, what you think it takes to be a leader. So just to recap, we talked about humility. It takes a lot of, of humility to be a leader. You have to recognize that um, people are not always going to like your ideas. Uh, people are not always going to like you. And so if you go into leadership with this kind of pompousness and arrogance uh, because you think you're all that and a bag of chips, I don't know if people say that anymore, but um, it was on my mind. So I said it. <laughs> uh, just know that you will be humbled. So just take some hum uh, humility with you before you get into leadership. Also, confidence. Be confident in yourself. Um, don't second guess yourself all the time. Be confident in the God who called you to your position. Be confident in the position that you have. Be confident in your team. Be confident in your systems. Be confident in the vision. Be confident. Number three was be willing to be last. You are going to serve. That's what leadership is. It is serving. Um, it is serving your leaders. It is serving those who serve with you. And, and you have to be willing to give everything that you have in exchange for nothing. That's just kind of what it takes. Um, number four, seek to be impactful, not impressive. Uh, at the end of the day, being impressive is not really that impressive anyways. Being impactful is what uh, really matters most and creates value in people's lives. And number five, perseverance. Don't give up. Keep going as hard as it gets, as much as you want to quit. Keep on going, um, especially if you know that this is where God has called you to and this is a season for which God has placed you in. Persevere. Okay, so that was it, guys. Uh, thank you for listening to me. Hopefully you stuck to the end, even though it was just me today. Um, but again, if you enjoyed this uh, show, I, I want to encourage you to share it with other people. Uh, go to our Facebook page, like um, like our page, and leave a rating or a review. Please, those go a long way. You have no idea. Thank you so much for all those who have already rated and, review and uh, reviewed. I can't. Sometimes I don't know how to speak like in real time. Like, uh, I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening and uh, be sure to tune in next week. We have some great shows lined up for you guys. And uh, all right. Have a great week. God bless you. <laughs>